Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include the number of LOs leaving the business, my interview with Gallus Insights, Augie Del Rio, on how lenders are benchmarking and leveraging data to make more informed analytical decisions. And speaking of data, we have the latest house prices that were out yesterday. Thanks to today's podcast sponsor, Gallus Insights, your BI tool made by mortgage bankers for mortgage bankers. With Gallus, experience the simplicity of transforming complex data into actionable insights. It's smart, it's efficient, and it places automated KPIs right at your fingertips. If you can use Google, you can use Gallus. Go from data to knowledge with Gallus. Embrace simplicity, embrace superiority with Gallus. And if you do reach out or sign up, Please let them know that you heard about it through the Christmas commentary. Can you believe it's 364 days until Christmas and people already have their lights up? <laughs> Goldman Sachs asked interviewees how many square feet of pizza are eaten in the U.S. every year. The trick is to work through the logic, not necessarily come up with the right answer. Learning math is something that everyone does to one degree or another, and it doesn't typically go onto a resume. The Financial Times reports that banks worldwide shed 60,000 jobs in one of the worst years for cuts since the financial crisis. I regularly receive questions about the number of LOs who have left our business, and I respond by saying plenty. It doesn't really ever satisfy the person asking the question, but I don't know the exact number. Many LOs gradually scale back the number of states in which they're licensed, but continue originating. So how do you count them? A decent source is the NMLS site, and for the link to that story, as well as the latest employment opportunities, lender and vendor products and services, visit robchrisman.com. For today's interview, I want to welcome back to the show, Gallus Insights, Augie Del Rio, to talk about how lenders are benchmarking and leveraging data to make more informed analytical decisions. He's co-founder and CEO of Gallus Insights a Chicago software-as-a-service provider of business intelligence and data science for mortgage lenders and servicers. Prior to Gallus, he was an investment banking vice president at Goldman Sachs in New York, and after five years on Wall Street, he led the financial planning and analysis division at Caliber Home Loans. I guess we're almost in 2024, but in 2023, data was a huge deal when it came to companies being profitable or not, the ways that artificial intelligence could thrive. And I want to talk to you about data today and the importance of mortgage companies leveraging data to make decisions, especially in this tough environment. What's, can you speak to the importance of data, quality data, good data? Absolutely. You know, and first, uh, Robbie, thank you for you know having me uh, on your podcast for the second time. It's always fun to connect with you um, and please happy belated Christmas, happy holidays, you know, and, and all that great stuff, you know, and you've been a great friend to Gal. So thanks again for, for having me over. Um, and now to address your question, you know, so look, you know, we, we use data for everything, you know, and really everything. I mean, when you check your health, you use data. When you check your flight status, you use data. When you check like the best way to go to work, you use data, which is like Waze or Google Maps or whatever it is. Right. And so, I always, it was mind-boggling to me how how can mortgage be such a such a complicated business where one would think that you have to extract all the juice 
to make better decisions, to think about price concessions, to think about, you know, how to enhance your pipeline, your your cycle times, how to, you know, be a better uh, lender for your loan originators, for your borrowers, you know, and, and all that stuff, right? And so to me, like, you know, data is everything. It's a little bit of a cliche to say that data is the new oil, but it is, right? And so data is not something uh, of an advantage to companies, it's a need, right? Um, and you really need to extract all the value you can from data to simply make smart decisions, right? And this is a very tough environment. So to me, like, you know, I'm kind of wanting to move the, the, the conversation from, well, how is data important? It's like, kind of like, how is air important, right? How can you, how can you live without it? Let's talk about takeaways then from the data that exists on your platform. You have uh, enough clients to be able to have a meaningful data set. Were there any notable takeaways for your clients from their data over the past year? No, absolutely. You know, and and it's funny because like ultimately, like the the devil's in details. You know, um, everyone is feeling the macro pains, right? I mean, this is uh, the the mortgage great depression. But not everyone is dealing with the micro uh, items or the controllable items the same way. And we, I'm seeing a tale of two mortgage lenders in the industry. Actually, no, I'm seeing a tale of three lenders in the mortgage industry, right? And and, and I'm seeing victims, I'm seeing survivors, and I'm seeing thrivers. You know, and you know my takeaways that I've observed so far is that victims stagnate, survivors innovate, and thrivers dominate. And I was hearing a quote, I can't remember who said it, but we have to change the definition of, of insanity where insanity used to be defined as trying to do the same thing and expecting a different outcome. But this person said, well, we have to change the definition of insanity. Say, look, you cannot be doing the same, you cannot expect to do the same thing and expect the same outcome, right? And the same outcome is what happened in prior years where volume could just uh, help solve all problems, right? And that's just not going to happen. The margins in the industry are not there. We have tons of excess capacity. We have inventory problems. You know, we have all these, you know, uh, issues that are really, really choking our industry. And to me, my takeaways are in two ways. You know, the, the survivors are using data to be very tactical. You know, they're reducing fallout. They're reducing price concessions. They're reducing, you know, waste, they're enhancing, you know, expense optimization, all of that through data. And it's really remarkable what, what, what folks can do because you can really get at, the, at not only at the lender level, you can let, get at the actual loan level with data. And so you can see where opportunities lie and where, where waste is abundant and that allows you to make corrective decisions. Um, and to me, you know, it's interesting, but uh, some of the thrivers are being uh, very, very opportunistic. They're hiring in a very disciplined way. They're executing M&A. They're investing in data and technology. And to me, it's, you know, it's where it's very important to go beyond the averages because you will see a huge variance uh, across, in, a huge variance in performance across the industry. And, uh, you know, ultimately everything is hard, right? Like, you know, being, being a victim is hard. Being a survivor is hard. Being a thriver is hard. But uh, pick your hard. Uh, but I think to me the takeaway is that I am seeing a huge variance in performance 
in the way mortgage participants are using data and taking that data into knowledge. Well, let's give some practical advice here. Are there any insights you can share with podcast listeners that you feel like will help them in 2024? No flattery to you, but you, you've come up with great ideas in your podcast. Your father has come up with also some great ideas to to uh, you know a bunch of lenders out there. Um, Gary McCauley, they have the, the the ten things to do in twenty four, which I think is also pretty pretty sharp. Um, you know, Bill Dallas, Gary Costa, all these guys like they come up with 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 really sharp things to to share with the audience. You know, but the first thing I would say, you know, in taking a step back is, look, guys, like the first thing is know your place, right? And by knowing your place is the medical prescription is different if you are a lean athlete versus you have type 2 diabetes. The training is very different if you are the Alabama Crimson Tide football team versus if you are the Harvard Crimson football team. No offense to Harvard here, you know, but it's just, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, Harvard's good at other things, right? Uh, not necessarily football. Um, and so, you know, how do you assess your situation? I mean, with data. Actually, no, you assess it with actionable insights. And so my main sort of advice, you know, or insights that I would share is that you have to obsess over your condition. And you have to make a plan based on that. Do not make decisions on whim. That God can kill you. Make decisions out of facts and you will be able to make, um, to arrive at better outcomes. And so, look, you know, our little marketing line or the way that we sort of summarize the whole thing is how you have to get from data to knowledge, from knowledge to better decisions and from, from that to better outcomes. And so I think, uh, to me, this is more of a need than a luxury. Uh, and of course, you know, as you know, as I hope you know, Robbie, like use Gallus for that. Yeah, let's talk Gallus for a minute. What is the latest at Gallus? What's going on over there? We are loving our journey. I mean, just to recap for you and the audience, like we uh, we raised capital uh, last year, and we we also fully developed our product last year. Uh, this year, we uh, we went to market and landed some phenomenal partners, such as Guaranteed Rate and Change Home Lending. Um, we're about to start working with another top 10 lender. So we're, we're definitely excited. Uh, we have found uh, that uh, our relatively young age has proven to be a huge advantage because we don't suffer from the legacy systems or technologies that some of the uh, other providers of data services and mortgage uh, suffer from. You know, it's like uh, if you were to start a bank now, I don't think you would start with branches, right? And so, you know, that's kind of where we are today. And, and we, are super proud of being official partners to Google, AWS, and Snowflake. Um, and we're fully leveraging the power of AI through OpenAI, which is revolutionizing the way that our, our clients are using data. You know, when we when, I, when we founded Gallus, we set out to democratize access to data, actually insights, to the mortgage industry. And we're proud to say that we're doing it. You know, I mean, if, if you can use Google, you can use Gallus. That is very simple. And I will actually repeat that. If you can use Google, you can use Gallus. If you cannot use Google, you know, then it's going to be very hard to use uh, Gallus. But if you cannot use Google, then there might be some other problems out there, right? But, but you know, uh, Gallus clients can interact with their data. They can, you know, check their pull-through rates in the Google way. They can Google their price concessions. They can uh, Google their, profit, their profitability across, you know, their branches or loan officers, uh, across their products. They can 
check all their their uh, profitability uh, not only by branch but by state their production by state you know all all the we can go at the loan level but we do it in a very very user friendly we go beyond dashboards and we enable an interface to clients that is the Google way. And now, by the way, we're launching um, the ChatGPT way where you can actually interact with an AI interface that really gives you all the insights based on your data and not only refers to you, refers you to the actual content, it really explains to you what is happening. And so to me, um, it's fun, but uh, more importantly, we are able to, we're being able to help hundreds of mortgage professionals that are employed in our clients by our clients with insights to just make their lives better, easier to make better decisions and, and get to better outcomes. Yeah. You mentioned agility, simplicity. Those are great benefits. I want to kind of cut to the chase here. Why should someone sign up with Gallus versus other competitors? I'll say something, man, that it'll be provocative. I don't think we have any real competition. And I'll say that in a humble way, if it's if you can say it humbly, but I will say that with conviction, because no one is doing what we're doing. No one has our ability to manage all the data that we have through our partners of Google, Snowflake, and AWS. No one has our slick interface where you can actually interact the Google way. Um, I always ask potential clients, okay, well, you know, what, they tell me, oh, I know my pull through rates. Okay, well, why are your pull through rates in, you know, Little Rock, Arkansas? Oh, I don't know that. Well, shouldn't you be able to Google that? Or how much of fundings are you going to uh, deliver uh, next month or next week or next quarter? Well, I don't know that. Okay. Um, what is your, what is your, how does your pipeline look like today? By product, by loan officer, by processor. Uh, how many documents are you going to have on clear to close next week? And so when you start asking those questions, even folks that are using some of the legacy platforms that I've seen that are, you know, that have been there for a round, they cannot get to those answers at ease, you know, with, with relative ease, sorry. And so, you know, to me, like, you know, I'll say that we have that advantage that we're being able to full leverage the power of the data cloud and AI. And what I would say to folks is like, you know, Gallus is, again, humbly, it's better, it's faster. And oftentimes, you know, Robbie, it's cheaper. Very well put. Augie, I really enjoy talking to you and I'm very happy to have you back on. Listeners of the show, if if you sign up for Gallus, let them know that you heard about it through the Chrisman commentary. Uh, Augie, I wish you the best luck in 2024. Thank you very much. Likewise, Robbie. Thank you for having me. Thank you. As expected, this week began with the quiet start in the bond markets. And there isn't a whole lot to report, aside from the U.S. Treasury completing a solid $57 billion two-year note sale in the early afternoon yesterday. Additionally, the FHFA Housing Price Index was up 0.3% month-over-month in October, after increasing or revised 0.7% in September. And the S&P Case-Shiller Home Price Index was up 4.9% year-over-year in October, after increasing 3.9% in September. Forecast by the smartest guys in the room about a housing price collapse have proven to be entirely wrong. The S&P 10-city composite rose 5.7%, up from 4.8% in the previous month, and as noted, the 20-city composite rose 4.9%. Sure, some overinflated markets like San Francisco saw a small decline, but the strength in home prices 
came despite a sharp rise in mortgage interest rates in October. We all know that the average rate on the 30-year fixed loan crossed 8% before Halloween, the highest level in more than two decades. Rates, however, have dropped steadily through November and more sharply in December, with the 30-year fixed rate now hovering around 6.7%. That should help home prices. Much like yesterday, the domestic highlight of today's calendar once again will be Treasury Supply, headlined by $26 billion of reopened two-year FRNs and $58 billion of five-year notes. As for economic news, it consists of just Richmond Fed Manufacturing and Services Indexes and Dallas Fed Texas Services, both for December and both due out later this morning. The MBA's mortgage application survey won't be published, but will be back next Wednesday morning and will consist of two weeks' worth of stats. We begin the day with agency MBS prices, a touch better, higher than Tuesday's close, and the tenure yielding 3.86 after closing yesterday at 3.89%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. We're coming up on New Year's, so how about some dieting resolutions? In 2020, I said I'll get my weight down below 160. 2021, I said I'll follow my new diet religiously until I get below 180. In 2022, I said I'll develop a realistic attitude about my weight. 2023, I said I'd try and work out every day. And for 2024, I'll try and at least drive past a gym at least once a week and eat fewer cookies. (laughs) Thanks again to Gallus Insights. Mortgage KPIs automated at your fingertips. Gallus allows you to go from data to actionable insights. If you can use Google, you can use Gallus. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.